He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast. Cheers! Her drag name Boa is actually her real last name and nickname growing up. Boa is also an acronym for Bitch on Arrival. But if you're a Drag Race fan, you know that already. It may be an acronym for Bitch on Arrival, but she's also a star on Departure, as Brooklyn Heights so lovingly put it before she sashayed away from the very first season of Canada's Drag Race. Boa is joining us on the podcast today, and although she doesn't consider herself a comedy queen, Boa tends to grab the attention of her audiences with goofy mannerisms and quick wit on the mic. She didn't come to make friends. She came to make lasagna. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Boa! Woo! Hey! How are you? Good. The question is, how are you? This has been a busy couple of weeks for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazing. I'm very busy. I'm... Uh... I, I'm great. I, I, I really couldn't be happier. You know, I was pretty distraught when I um, was eliminated, obviously, as we all get distraught when we're eliminated. But it's been really good. It's been I've been working so much. Um, even though there's a pandemic, I've been finding all these different ways to still keep doing drag, which is great. Um, and I feel I feel relieved. It's like it's, it's all out there now. And now I can just kind of chill and kick back and watch all the other girls go through hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the nice part is you can take like a deep breath and just relax now and go, okay, now you bitches have to go through it all. No, seriously. It's like, it's I, I, it literally like, it, this was the most amazing experience I've ever had in my entire life. I could not be happier with it. But that being said, this was the most stressful experience I've ever gone through in my entire life. This like takes the cake, girl. So uh, I did my elimination and then um, last week I, I hosted a viewing party and I was just chilling all day. Like it was great. Like I was just, I had no pressure on me. I enjoyed it. And it was like really nice to kind of kick back and like actually in, it, like enjoy the episodes. Cause I, cause it's like, I didn't live those other episodes. Now. Right. You know right. what I mean? From like episode seven to whatever. How has your life changed a little bit since uh, since being on Drag Race? It's good. Um, people want to fuck me now, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so yeah, no, it's great. It's like <laughs> it's um, it's been such a amazing roller coaster. Like I said, like everything. I, I, we just worked so hard, you know? It's like we really geared up for this crazy experience. And and um, doing drag is hard enough. So, so doing it um, for the show to put this entire package together for the runways and just everything you prep for it and then not releasing it for a while, it's been, it's been such a cool experience because I'm reliving everything and enjoying everything that I've done and, and I, I get to put it out to the world and and it's made my platform bigger and it's um it's so appreciated by people so it's really really amazing it's really nice to to kind of have that right now well I follow everyone on Twitter and one thing I've noticed is that as your guys's fame rises and you guys become more successful and everything also the haters start coming after you on social media have you found that that's happened to you at all or 
Yeah. Um, it It's not as bad as, I guess, some of the other girls, but um, basically what had happened was um, episode, so episode one, we did the design challenge, and I looked fucking crazy in that wild-ass Anna Green Gables <laughs> outfit. <laughs> and, you know, we are, like... I'm not going to lie. It was really fucking ugly. It was a hideous outfit. And so I was like, well, I just got to sell it, right? Because there's no way I'm going to fucking have to lip sync or get sent home in this outfit. So I sold it and I, I gave the, I gave them like a character almost on that runway. And I was such an idiot on the runway and they really liked that. So um, they put, they put me in the top because they really liked uh, the way I presented it. Just the kind of different goofy things I had on it. And people didn't like that. They didn't agree with that. So so the fans would come for me uh, starting episode one. They're just like, oh, what the fuck? You should have went home and this, that, and the other thing. And I think that was a bit of a, not a good impression to the fans because then on the later episodes, um, I, I kind of got discredited a lot by uh, certain certain fans because, uh, because of that first episode. So episode two, when I looked gorgeous in my glow up outfit, I was, I felt so amazing. Um, that, that corset was like, we did like five fittings. It was dip dyed, uh, black oh, to wow. white. It was, uh, we spent so many hours stoning it and just making it perfect. And I was like, this is amazing. Like th- everyone's going to eat this up. And like, some of them were just saying like, oh, it's just the corset and this, that, and the other thing. So it was like a weird kind of, um, a weird kind of reception from certain groups of fans. All around, it was absolutely amazing. But, um, and then it got easier and better as the show kind of progressed. And then my elimination, everybody kind of fell in love with me. So it was, it was a very, uh, wishy-washy kind of experience they always say if you don't have haters you're not doing something right yeah exactly girl (laughs) so let's go back to that elimination what do you think sealed your fate was it those damn wings because i loved the wings. i loved wings when when they said they didn't like the wings i almost threw my stiletto through the tv i was like are you kidding me i love those wings yeah those wings uh were something that's for sure they were uh they were very, um, they took a long time to put together. And, you know, I, I could have put ostrich all over them. I could have made them super glamorous to like juice boxes, entrance wings or something, but it didn't fit the theme. It's like, I, I was this angel of rock, this savior of the underdogs, torn up fishnets, looking like a badass bitch, right? She just doesn't make sense for her to have these gorgeous, glamorous wings. I should have these post-apocalyptic, yeah. um, kind of rat disgusting looking wings um and also something that you may or may not know is i did not pack the wings properly when i left and uh they were actually supposed to they were supposed to expand on the runway so they were supposed to start close and then go boom and 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 grow like really quickly but i did something i don't know what i did to them and they weren't doing it so Oh, yeah, that would have been cool. And that's such a boa signature because you were the one you had the broccoli boobs too at one point, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The broccoli boobs? Yeah. You remember those? We they're, they're the colanders, right? They're yeah. all... steamers, yeah. The broccoli steamers, that's it. You know what I meant. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe they thought that was too kitschy or like, you know, joking. I thought that was genius. That's one of my favorite boa looks. Me too. I think. Yeah. 
very creative. <laughs> it was so stupid. Like I, I, I did the reveal and uh, I just glued shit together. I didn't know it was, well, I, I had an idea actually. I knew the shapes I wanted to use because I liked uh, like, I like big skirts and everything and like bustles. And I thought that would like look super good. And with the boobs, I was like, what can we do with this bra? And then I started adding things and then I started spray painting things. And then I was like, well, I guess we're going to do a reveal. And then <laughs> it just happened. I, the one thing I just love about your drag is you are, you always have fun. You have so much fun with it. And I can tell that you, a lot of your own personality goes into your outfits and into the challenges in general. You were one of the queens, in my opinion, that did have some of the biggest personality. And sometimes we lack that. Yeah, I, I think so. I, pre I actually appreciate that. Um, yeah, I really, uh, I'm such a dumbass. I really uh, just try to be stupid and funny and campy in all of my kind of outfits and, and ideas and stuff. And that really is me. And it's like, really, Boa is just me, but times 10. Right, right. And it, that's kind of what drag is about, isn't it? That's what I get. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I've never done drag. Yeah. <laughs> but. Well, you could if you wanted to. That's we could right. paint you one day. Buy a queen, baby. Oh, look. She I, just offered. Bo was going to paint you. Right? I am there. I am all for it. Because you know what? I can't do my own makeup, so I might as well let you do it. <laughs> you know what's so funny, actually, is I can't do makeup on other people. I can do my own mug really well, and I'm really happy with how I'm able to to do my mug, but it's completely different painting someone else. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like doing it backwards almost. And it's just like, that. yeah, it's, I've fucked some people's faces. I'll do it. Yeah, girl, I'll paint you. <laughs> and they come over and then I, I paint them. I'm just looking at them like, okay, well. <laughs> you look I gotta great. Go. <laughs> well, practice beautiful. makes perfect. You know your own features and everything. It's like, you know, it's like even the, your best barber or hairstylist will do your hair. And it's like never the same as when you get home and style it yourself. Well, maybe you don't understand, Bo. You don't have very much hair. I know. She shaved it. Once quarantine <laughs> happened, I was like, oh, let's do it. Everyone's shaving their heads and dyeing it. and It works. Wigs are easier, right? Yeah. Yeah. And doing your makeup is easier, too. I like, I like just not having any hair. And it's just like, I don't know, it looks more snatched. And uh, wigs are so much easier. I used to do like a, like a fall, as queens call it. It's like a classic drag kind of technique where you would gel your hair all the way back. And then you would duct tape your head right here. And then you would stuff something on your in the wig or on your head, and then you would put the wig on, pin it, and then spray it. <laughs> okay, for, for so, volume and for hairline. And then it like stays on this like extra head you build on top of your your crown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Boa, what do you think contributed to your elimination? Was it the lip sync then? If not the wings, because that was a tough song you guys had. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh... Alessia Cara, right? Scars Alessia Cara, Scars You're Beautiful. It's like a ballad almost. Yeah, it's like a, it's a beautiful song. Um, but tough to my... perform. Well, I was really shocked that they actually picked it. Coming from the radio background that we come from, I was like, Alessia Cara, Cara has like a million other great songs. They're a little bit more upbeat. But I think what they were trying to do is wanted like this passionate, emotional performance from you guys because it's very like, it is a painful song for a lot of people as well. Yeah, no, exactly. It was extremely painful for me. Fuck. <laughs> I got sent home on it. But uh, yeah, it was like, like, you know, in my, in my uh, 
confessional, my first confessional, you see in episode one, I, I say splits, high kicks, death drops. I do none of it. I can do splits. I can do high kicks. I can do cartwheels. It's like, I'm a fat bitch, but like, if I need to turn it out for one song, I can turn it out for one song. And standing there, you saw all of us were standing there for an extended period of time. We had, uh, none of us uh, got to leave back to the workroom to hang out. We, um, we, we got to tell Lemon that she should get the fuck home and, and every, all that fun stuff. So, so it wasn't, it wasn't like um, cutesy little, little quick judging. It was, and Tom had to call his mom, obviously. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like bitch my feet hurt honey like you know when you're in heels or when you're in any kind of pain but specifically for always always for me it's it's heels and your feet hurt and you feel nauseous it's like you're in so much pain that you just feel it from like your throat to your sternum like it's just like oof I was just like in so much pain. And so we did the lip sync song and I was like, if they gave us like girlfriends, which kind of made, makes more sense for denim. Um, I would have slayed that. I would have like really just like turned it out, did the, did the cartwheels and everything and, and just turned my brain on for a second. But having to stand there and just, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's like your adrenaline isn't really going if, because it's such a slow song, you know? Right. And and as a girl who wears heels lots and sometimes when I shouldn't be wearing them, but I wear them any, anyways because they make me look good. Yeah. But um, it also makes you tired. When your feet get really sore, you get very tired as well, I find. Like it affects yeah. your whole body. Yeah. And yeah, you needed a song where you could at least like kick your heels off like theatrically, you know? Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Right. Yeah, no, I just like, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Oh my God. <laughs> what an experience. Well, it's over now. Have you and Scarlett patched things up since she accused you of being shady towards the other queens? Uh, yeah, we have. Well, one, like, I don't, I guess she accused. Yeah, I think she would more, yeah, I think she would claim that I was shady to the other queens because as you can see in the show I really I really wasn't shady to the other queens. No. I think I think and I told her this and I said it on the show, like I think she's just kind of in her head and I think she was kind of annoyed that I was getting praise and attention and love. And uh yeah. Um me and Scarlett talk all the time. Like we've known each other for years and um yeah I love Scarlett. Scarlett's an amazing queen and um i have so much respect for her like she really she is one of those queens who just like is so talented she does everything she she dances her ass off she comes out with music she she breathes fire like i i love her and we me and all the other girls literally all of the girls were all good like we're such a little family and no matter what like we all kind of stick together and it's what you see um obviously happen like every everything you see on the show happened but you are all experiencing it now and we're laughing about it because we're like over it right it's like we were all stressed out and we were all going through it and and this happened a while ago so right. it's, it's just like yeah well stress brings out different sides of people too jesse and yeah. i we've worked together for how many years and We've had one or two quarrels like that where it was just stress, just stress. Yeah. 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 You're really tired. You're hungry. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hungry is a good word too. Yeah. I am hungry. But that is one thing that I really do love about this season, the Canadians uh, drag race version, is that I do find that they don't, aren't as catty as RuPaul's Drag Race, the American version is. And sometimes that gets very exhausting. It's nice to see the camaraderie that everyone has together. But you had one of the most, in my opinion, emotional moments of the entire season so far, where you talked about your past and what had happened uh, when you were beaten by a man. And to me, that was the first breaking moment where the show went, okay, this isn't just a competition. This is a story about people and what they've experienced and how it shaped them to be the way they are. So what was it hard to, what made you decide to, to share such, such a vulnerable moment of your life? Uh, so well, going into it, I knew like, um, like one, it is television and like they want, they want the drama and they want, they want the stories and everything. And so I knew that if, if it comes up, then I'm going to tell my story because this is a platform for me to share my experience and what had happened. And when it happened, it happened pretty publicly too. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not like ashamed of it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. So I just really, I didn't go in there saying, Oh, I'm going to talk about this and that. And, and you know, um, but I knew that if the time was right, then I was going to use that time to talk about it because I think that, yeah, I'm on Drag Race and this is this is great for me and everything and I'm a superstar and I'm, I'm untouchable and this, that and the other thing. I'm fucking amazing. But I have an option and an opportunity to use this platform for the greater good. And I wanted to speak out about it. And I, I did that in the hopes that people, some, at least one person would see it and it would make some sort of difference. Well, I, th I think it did, yeah. I mean, it was very, very touching and to me it was the first moment in Canada's drag race where I cried which is weird because I always cry I cry happy I cry sad I cry all the time but it was one of the first times I think where I was like okay all right let's not have the mascara run here <laughs> it's important uh to highlight that especially in among gay men often violence and domestic violence is overlooked because oh it's two guys you know they just had a fight big deal and uh, whether it's a date or a long-term partner, uh, violence is never okay. So thank you for sharing that story. Exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I was able to. That wasn't the only thing you were open about. You are also celebrating 15 months sober. Yes. That deserves a huge round of applause. And also yes, a common misconception among drag queens is that you're all big party girls and it's not always that way. Well, you know, I, I used to be and then I, I had a bit too many drinks and <laughs> I was like, okay, I think we need to stop. And so I did. I, I woke up one day and I was at my lowest of lows and I was just so miserable and, and, and sad and ashamed of myself. And I turned to my partner who was three months over at the time. And I said, I got to make this change. And I did. And it just, it all worked out so perfectly. It was, it was in the cards for me, you know, like, I, I got sober, then I got on Drag Race, and now I'm celebrating 15 months of sobriety, and I am so happy with my life, like, everything. Even before, even if I wouldn't have gotten on Drag Race, like, I'm so grateful for my sobriety, and um, everything is, it, it brings you, like, we talk about something in AA where it's, like, you wake up, and when you're hungover, you wake up, you lay, you lay on the couch, you, you keep your blinds drawn because you have a headache, it's, it's not cute but we talk about this in AA it's like where you wake up and you let the light in you open the blinds and you just like feel the sun on your face and it's like it's a very 
very nice feeling. I've heard of people who have gotten sober uh, related to that feeling when you're a little kid waking up excited to go to day camp, where it's like you have something to look forward to in the day rather than dreading what you did the night before, which is, I think, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm such an early bird now, too. Like, I wake up at, like, 6 a.m. It's, like, fucked. <laughs> but it's, like, I just, I I have such an amazing life because of it. And I'm so, I'm so much happier, and I'm so much more productive, and I'm constantly growing and accomplishing things that I never thought I would be able to. So it really is, like, the, the best decision I've ever made. I'll never go back. How did you, when, what was the one thing that made you go, okay, I need to make a change? Yeah, hangover. We all have woken up and hung over once in our life and said, I'm never drinking again, but it never sticks. So what was it? What was the moment where you were like, okay, no, this is now an issue? Well, you know, for me, it was something, it's like, uh, I started getting weight. That was one thing, because I used to be really, really skinny. And two, it's just like, it affected my body. Like I wasn't able to keep up anymore. Um, performance-wise and also like uh, I was just sloppy all the time and I was just miserable and it was making me depressed and I I knew I I knew I had to make a change so I I started taking steps like I I um called Cam H actually to get to uh um get an appointment to be oriented into it orientated oriented I don't know how it is um into a program and uh, that took a little time and then I got in the program and I had I had my um first appointment and then it was not long after that I really had my rock bottom and I just had all the resources already that I needed so it it just like it just worked out what was the hardest part for you about getting sober or was it easy yeah no I find it was easy um yeah, it was easy for me because I had I have so much support and I have so many friends and I have an amazing partner who's also sober with me and I have a, we have a dog together so it's like I always like he, I'm responsible for him I gotta walk him and take care of him and everything. Um, what was hard was the social aspect. Like in drag, I don't have to drink. I can just go do my show, uh, and then go home after. But if I were to go out just as a, as a boy and hang out with people and we were at a, at a bar or something and they were drinking, that's how it would be harder for me because it's, it's social, it's not professional. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure too. Like you go and you order a soda and people are like, soda, why are you ordering soda? And then for you to go and explain everything, you're like, okay, come on. Like we need to stop pressuring people into drinking. Yeah. I just say I'm in recovery and then they, they go, oh. <laughs> right? And then they're like, Because like, oh. <laughs> I'm a fucking addict, okay? <laughs> right. <Yeah>. So <laughs> what's on the horizon now for Boa? What's coming up next for you? You I, know, now I, you're a superstar. Now you're a I know. TV superstar. I'm just going to make so much lasagna. It's not even funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet you make a killer lasagna. Watch me be like, I I've do. never made it in my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I haven't, I haven't made it in a while. But I, I, well, when I do make it, it's really good. Because you know what? My parents are really good cooks. And they taught me. They taught me how to make lasagna. Are your parents Italian? No. Oh, okay. My parents are... I think we've got, like, a little bit of everything in us, honestly. <laughs> like, like <laughs> Boa is... I know Boa is Irish, but we have uh, Irish, Scottish, French. Uh, there's some native. There is... Yeah. I'm just a big mix of it all. It's like a list <laughs> of your dating life right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you single now? No, no, no. I have a partner. His name is Connor. And 
Is he the same one that you were with, have been with since the past 15 yeah. months? Oh, great. Hi, yeah. Connor. He's right there. Me? I keep seeing you wave at someone. <laughs> no, I'm... Oh. <laughs> no, he's in the other room. He's always <laughs> with you. He's always in your heart. Yeah. yeah. Attached on my hip. Um, yeah, no, we've been together for five years. Oh, congratulations. Which yeah, in gay nice. world is like 15. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Hey, one thing, we're almost out of time, but one thing I wanted to ask you was, did you find the judges especially harsh? Because that's one of the criticisms I'm sure you've seen on Twitter and online is that on Canada's Drag Race, the judges are so mean. And I don't find them particularly mean. I don't think they're mean either, honestly. Like, they're, they're fucking great to me. <laughs> have you have you seen that feedback, though, as well? That they're just, like, they're mean. I have. And, like, I like being there, I'm telling you, like... Being there was, I don't know, it's like, I guess it comes across differently on television than it does being there, because, like, like they're doing their job, they're trying to do the best they can. It's also the first season, and they're trying, and we're all trying to kind of figure out a good flow on how it's going to work out and everything, and, um, yeah, I don't know, I, I, they were really great to me, and... Uh, Who's your favorite I judge? see what, I see what people say... Who's my favorite judge? Judge Judy. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. No, who's my favorite judge? I, I actually, I love Jeffrey. Jeffrey was like really great. Like he, like I. Uh, and I he's one of the one hate. getting the worst feedback, isn't he? Not. Yeah, yeah. He's so, he's so mean, and I said everything he, every feedback he gives every girl is a hundred percent constructive. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing insulting, I so I don't know. Maybe it's just the Canadian thing. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's just the Canadian Maybe. thing. People expect us to be so much nicer than we are, but you know what? We aren't. When we yeah. take off those wigs and take off those nails, we're down to scrap. <laughs> don't fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> As he sharpens his nails right now. <laughs> 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 All right, Boa. Thank you for joining us today. Everybody can find Yay. you on uh, social media. I know we're Facebook friends. You're very entertaining. And you've got a lot of events coming up, too. So people yeah. can go out in Toronto and see you in real life. I'm everywhere. COVID isn't keeping this queen down. Nope. Uh -uh -uh. Follow uh -uh. me on Instagram at Boa the Drag Queen or on Twitter at Bitch on Arrival. Bitch on Arrival. <laughs>